Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Hey guys, Chris here. Welcome back to another episode of Chris Talks Games. And as it says in the box, my name is Chris and I'm going to chat about some games with you. So, yeah, here is news and then quite an interesting discussion piece, I think, later on. So, yeah, on with the news headlines. Okay, guys, so first up is Nintendo have been at it on Twitter. So, obviously, they had the partner showcase. Uh, in June, which was just uh, third-party and partners' announcements, basically. But they have actually been dropping some first-party stuff online. Um, yeah, a few little things they've unveiled, like they unveiled the next N64 game for the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack. Um, so it is Pokemon Puzzle League, which is out now and has been added. And there have been some Sega... Mega Drive or Genesis games released recently as well, so yeah, adding stuff still to the online service, which is pretty cool. Um, the N64 is interesting because it's um, now a console we don't know what's coming next because they did have a kind of roadmap of sorts in the trailer they showed us, but now we're through all the games that were announced, so it'll be interesting to see what gets announced for release and shows up when. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Puzzle League looks like a cool one to have. Uh, I've not played it yet, but it is um, one I'm keen to get stuck into. Um, next thing they did announce was a new digital-only Kirby game. Um, yeah, so after Kirby made a splash earlier this year with uh, Forgotten Kingdom, they are now doing like a multiplayer game, which is called Kirby Dream Buffet. Um, the premise is you play as Kirby and you shrunk down small end up on a cake um, and you and uh, up to three others I think can compete to get through obstacle courses and collect as many strawberries as you can and whoever collects the most strawberries by the time you get to the end wins effectively um, looks very much like Fall Guys but with a Kirby aesthetic, and it is like four players rather than two like a uh, massively online one. Um, not many details have been announced, part, announced it apart from it's due out this summer, and it is digital only. Um, they haven't really announced if it's a charged or free to play. They haven't said free to play, so people are expecting a kind of charge for it. Um, but release date and pricing is still to be set for that. And then the most recent thing that they did show off, which has got a lot of people excited, is the official confirmation of Bayonetta 3's release date. They had an awesome new trailer, about three minutes long, introduced some new characters, uh, some story aspects, some returning faces as well. Um, looks really cool, looks um, really intriguing from what they showed. 
and it is officially coming out on the 28th of October, so that was kind of where a lot of people were expecting, a lot of people were thinking it might hit just before Halloween, with Bayonetta being uh, kind of rich and everything, like fitting in with the time of year and theming, so... Yeah, it's good to finally have a official release date for Bayonetta 3. Because I know a lot of people were thinking the fact that we hadn't had a date might mean it could slip into next year. But in the rest of short, it is coming this year. Um, so yeah, Nintendo have been announcing things on Twitter and like Twitter dropping things. Um, I think this probably does roll out a direct until later in the year. I think they might potentially have one early September. They do normally have a September direct. They have an early early September one. They could potentially do like a Splatoon three focus. Um, just kind of like a few more details about other games coming up and potentially look at some early twenty twenty three games, which would be really cool. And yeah, so that's uh, looking quite exciting on Nintendo's front. Um, next bit of news is Namco Bandai have become the latest game company to be subjected to a cyber attack or um, hack. And they've had some information taken from reportedly. Um, yeah, so it follows like Capcom, who had a lot of release dates done. Um, a few years ago, Nintendo did have quite a big one where a lot of like all prototypes and old documents were taken from them, so um so yeah they're kind of Yeah, they're kind of uh not great to have those kind of cyber attacks. Um but I think it is a kind of group who do try and hold companies to ransom to get um a fee to be able to get the information back without it being released online. Um, I don't think any company has paid the ransom yet. I think EA did have some kind of thing like that, and Capcom had that as well. Um, and yeah, so it's a shame that they have had this happen, but it'll be interesting to see what happens and if any information does come out from this. Um, it's a shame that some people do find they want to try and do this. Um, yeah, not much has been said on Namco Bandai, just put, they've acknowledged that they did have a cyber attack, and they're trying to work out exactly what has been taken, and they're kind of shoring up their online defences. Um, yeah, so nothing's really come out from either party, but we just to see if anything does, or if... Namco Bandai do decide to pay up, which would make them the first company to do so. Um, yeah, next up, and the last bit of news is a bit of news from Sony. Um, not only have they announced a November release date for God of War Ragnarok, so they've now put the end to speculation that game has slipped next year by confirming a date for November. Um, it's actually... Um, a day of Norse mythology roots, so very active and fitting. Um, it is quite late for Sony. They do normally try and get their big game out September, October time. But they are going for November this year with 
I got a Royal Ragnarok. Um, but they have also announced a new reward system called PlayStation Stars. Um, it is something that, to start off with, a lot of people thought might be kind of F- NFT styles, but they have assured people that it's not. It's more like the trophies and stuff like that in Super Smash Brothers that you'd be able to get. Um, there's new reward scheme where you can earn stars to spend on things um, by getting platinum uh, trophies in games and stuff like that. So... Um, so it encourages you to kind of play through the game and uh, get all the trophies and unlock everything. So, yeah, it's a cool little thing. Um, you know, I think you, you get like, game-related things and like um, little trophies and things like that. So, yeah, a few things to play around with there. But um be interesting to see exactly what kind of challenges they have and... Um, what kind of prize they do have, because there's not NFT-style stuff, like it is kind of just like little kind of reward kind of things. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it goes down and how you earn them. Like, there have been some reports, like, the quickest time to platinum a game, or, like, if you manage to platinum a game within the same amount of time from when the game launches... Or being the first person to platinum a game, which a few people are saying it'd be interesting to see how that works, because especially if people get review codes and stuff like that, or a game breaks release or street date and ends up being played early, kind of how do they make that fair, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's kind of be interesting to see how that all plays out if they do changes like that. Yeah, that kind of wraps up the news for this week. Uh, We are going to get stuck into our main subject of today now. Okay, so as a lot of you know, I am a very much a physical gamer. I don't really go for digital if I can avoid it. Obviously, there's some games that are digital only, so you do end up having to do digital stuff, and with the Xbox, because of Game Pass, most of my Xbox gaming is uh, digital, especially first-party stuff. Um, but the main subject of today's show is kind of like a digital versus physical kind of discussion. Kind of like, I'm looking at good points and bad points of both, and kind of breaking down why I'm not necessarily concerned, but why I'm kind of not keen on a digital only future if that is where we're heading um so i think it will happen eventually unfortunately but it's just um be interesting to see exactly how it happens and wherever some of the problems i mentioned do become an issue um the way i thought i'd do it is i'll look at benefits and negatives of both uh, physical and um, digital games. Um, obviously, digital sales are on the increase. Like a lot of companies are reporting that a lot more of their sales are through uh, digital formats, um, be it Steam or uh, the digital storefronts on the consoles, so PlayStation Store, the eShop, or 
the Xbox Marketplace. Um, yeah, looking through benefits of physical. Um, and the big one is it won't get removed from the online stores. Um, for example, stuff like Forza, Forza Motorsport 7. So that's been taken down. Um, the Metal Gear Solid series has been taken down. A lot of it comes down due to licenses expiring. Because um, a lot of times with like likenesses, music, uh, in racing games, particularly uh, car models, a lot of those things you do have kind of expiry dates on the contracts and you either have to re-up, spend away to renew them and re-up them or kind of remove the game from sale because you can no longer sell the game with that kind of thing. So yeah, that is quite a big thing. Um, and it can mean games do get taken off the surface. Um, like I say, that's more looking into negatives, but a benefit of physical is if you own a physical copy, they can't not um, let you download it or buy it. Um, this next point is particularly a Switch one. Uh, it doesn't really ring true for Xbox or PlayStation, but it doesn't take up hard drive space on the Switch. Uh, with the Switch, you put your cartridge in and you play from the cartridge. Um, it will save data onto your Switch hard drive, but not the entire game. Um, so yeah, it does, especially on the Switch, uh, mean you've got more space in your hard drive and you've got less space taken up by games. Um... Um, one thing for me, I think, with physical games as well is if you got a physical game, you actually feel you got something for your money. Um, especially with games getting more expensive, like in the UK, a lot of them are around 50 quid. Uh, PlayStation 5, they can at 60 quid, um, which is kind of quite expensive, especially if you compare next to US, where it's like 60 and 70 dollars. Um, but we do have the tax included on the UK prices, so we don't have to pay tax on top. But yeah, we are kind of paying a bit more than the American prices already. And if I am spending out £50 on a new game, I do like having something to show for my money rather than just some code on a hard drive. Um, kind of old-fashioned like that. Like, if I spend money, I like to see something for it. Um, I know it's kind of... A bit of a weird thing as well, but that is something that I do kind of look at and look for, really. Um, again, similar to the, the games that we removed from stores, your access to the game doesn't stop. Um, there was uh, recently an issue with the Wii and the uh, either DS or 3DS shop where it went offline for good couple of months and you couldn't access them at all couldn't re-download games uh you couldn't buy games um so yeah it was kind of very much you could not get on the system the systems online shop to re-download stuff you'd already brought uh, with a physical copy you can just literally put it in play it uh, there's no kind of restrictions to access or having to re-download it um stuff like that Another thing as well with physical games is you can get them in sales and you can get them pre-owned as well. Um, so if you're looking to save money on some of your games or there's a game you want to try out and you 
Don't necessarily want to pay full price for it. You can look for it on sales on like Amazon, your local game store, um, eBay even. Um, a lot of times I do have like two for one offers or like Boxing Day sales, kind of almost Black Friday sales, stuff like that. So you can find you can get games a lot cheaper if you buy them from another company, if you get them physically. Um, and yeah, they're obviously pre-owned. Like eBay, you can get some good deals on stuff. You can um, go to game stores and stuff like that and get pre-owned games there. They often do. I know in the UK, in game, our kind of main game store over here, they do have kind of like pre-owned deals where you get two for £20, stuff like that. Um, obviously I've got CEX and they can be quite high in terms of value sometimes especially like the rarer stuff um, yeah the second hand market and sales is a good reason a good way to get games for cheaper so I think that's a pretty cool thing to look at uh, now I'm going to look at the benefits of digital um so I can be fair, look at both. Uh, both positions, ease of access. You can literally go on the get storefront, uh, pick what you want, download it straight to your system. Um, you don't have to go out, don't have to go online. You can literally log onto your console, go onto the shop and buy it there. And then it downloads straight away, uh, as long as it's out and able to be downloaded. So that is one thing that like you can just get the game when you want it and especially with xbox and playstation you can pre-install games as well so say it's a pre-order they can, can download in advance um and you can pay play from the release time um you can do that on switch as well some some games but with it being cartridge unless there's an update that's required um you can pretty much just plug, play and go with the cartridge. So, um, so it's not quite a big benefit for the Switch. But in terms of um, pleasure on Xbox, we do have to install games from discs. You can kind of be able to play it from midnight or whenever the game launches in your territory, which is pretty cool. Um you can have all your games in your system with digital, like there's no having to carry the discs or the cartridges around. Uh, it's all saved on your hard drive, so you can just pick what you want. Uh, you can swap games on the fly a bit more easier. Um, so yeah, that's one good thing about digital. It is a lot easier to flip between games. You don't have to worry about changing discs or cartridges and rebooting systems and stuff like that. Um and in a practical sense, it is space saving. Like, if you do get a lot of games, it does take up a lot of rooms if you buy them physically. Um, my little games room, bless it, is bursting to the seams with Switch cases. I've got a stack of games in my bedroom for Switch where it's games I've bought and just been playing in bed on the Switch kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it is one thing that you need to consider. It's just like, if you are low on space... Like in physically and uh, bookshelves and stuff like that, it, but digital can save you a lot of space. Um, 
purely and simply. Um, yeah, I've got to now start looking at the negatives as well. Um, so we're going to move on to the negatives of the physical games. Um, you need to take all your games with you. This is something I'm finding with the Switch games in particular, where they are small cartridges, is being able to take them around with me. Um, and I've got quite a big selection of games in my game case. Um, probably more than I should have, because I don't always play all of them. But um, it is a chance for me to just be able to switch and play more games when I'm out and about. Um, but you do need to take them all with you. You can't just click on the games icon on any console or the Switch and play, play it. So if I want to take my Xbox or PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 anywhere, I have to take the games I want to play with them, uh, with me as well. Um, yeah, that just means more things to carry around. Um, and just like... Especially with Switch cartridges where they are so small, they can be quite easy to go missing, unfortunately. Uh, which kind of leads me on to the next bit. It's kind of risk of damage or loss. Um, with physical, it can be easy, especially with discs, and get discs scratched. Um, cartridges can wear out, all that kind of stuff. So, um, and you, like I say, you can lose them. Uh, it's quite easy to lose a Switch cartridge down the side of a sofa. I've done that a couple of times, been looking for a game for a while and I've not realised it's fallen out of my case down the side of the sofa um, so yeah like it is something that you would then have to look at replacing so buying another copy um, whereas digital if you haven't got any hard drive you sh as long as the eShop or the online storefront is working you can log in and re-download the game um, so yeah it is kind of one thing to consider is the fact that um, it's not as easy to replace a physical game like you would have to rebuy it. Um, especially if you pre-install the game into the Xbox and the PlayStation. Uh, you can't just click on the icon. You do have to have the disc in to allow you to play the game. Which I think is a bit of a shame if you've installed the game to the system. It should be easy just to kind of click on the game and play it because it's technically installed but it does still require the disc to play um, physical does take up physical space so like I was saying it does take a lot of shelf space up if you have got a lot of games uh, it kind of goes with the territory that kind of thing um, rarer, rarer physical versions can get expensive like if you are into like the niche games or like the smaller games like in particular games coming up like live alive uh if there is physical copies around it might be worth getting one because they're probably not going to make that many copies of the game so you may find it does get quite expensive like you do get some games get quite easily up to a couple hundred pounds in value purely because you can't find copies of it um well there's very few copies printed so it is a case of um, if you are looking at a game that might be a bit more niche and there's a physical copy you want to get, try and get it when it releases because if you try and find it on the second-hand market or further down the road, 
you may find that it has completely sold out and you are kind of stuck trying to find a physical copy. Um, you might get lucky in a sale if some companies had a few copies left and they will try and get rid of them, but um, a lot of the time the games do hold their value. Um, so yeah, that is something to, to consider. Um, another negative for physical, especially with the PlayStation and Xbox, is installing the um, installing the game onto the hard drive. That can take a bit of time. So I've had it where I've been excited to play a game, then I've had to install it for two hours because it was installing the disc and doing an update. So um, that can kill your hype a bit if you're waiting for a game to be able to play. I remember putting a Facebook status years ago saying, does anyone remember the days where you can just put a disc in your console and play it? Uh, getting a bit bored of updates, because I think every game I wanted to try and play, I had a couple of new games on the same day. Everyone had an update, so I couldn't just put a game in and play, this, play the uh, game. Um, so obviously where it's physical, it gets printed for release, so if there is like a day one patch or an update, it's required you will need to wait for that install before you can play the game properly um uh not always going to complete game on the disc or the cartridge this is something that you have found with the switch a few times uh because the cartridges are a more expensive medium to use or kind of like uh, format to put the games on um you can find that a lot of companies will not pay out for the more more memory uh, cartridges for the Switch. So you might find that they do have um, sometimes where you do have to download um, download stuff onto your system. Like you might, I think one example was I think the Doom twenty sixteen game it came to Switch. Uh, the single player was all on the cartridge. If you wanted to play the online, you had to download the online separately because um, they didn't want to pay out the full price for the larger cartridge. Um, and you do find that as well for a lot of other games. Like If they do release free DLC or add things into the game, that initial physical copy will not have that stuff on the, on the cartridge. It's just stuff that will be downloaded and saved to your system and the, the data there so so yeah it is one of those things that you do have to keep an eye on and um yeah if you do boot up a game 10 or 20 years later on the system and the storefront shut down you might not have all the content that was released for it you might just have literally the basic stuff um i think particularly with like the mario sports games on the switch where they have done rollouts of characters, courses, all stuff like that, it is kind of a bit frustrating that that's not actually on the the base base cartridge. Um, so yeah, that is an unfortunate thing with with physical copies. Like, like I say, they do have like a big bug, and they fix it in a day one patch. Um, without that download, your physical copy is going to have that kind of bargain it um so yeah there's a lot of things to consider in terms of the benefits of digital there um compared to 
Uh, just having a physical one. Um, now we're looking at negatives for digital. There are, of course, a few negatives for digital. Um, you are very much relied on the prices on the online shop or like the digital storefront of the console you're using. Um, you may find that they don't tend to have sales. You are paying full price for a game a lot more than if you're getting a physical copy where it's more competitive between shops and outlets to try and sell more copies and try and get your business. Um, so you are very much reliant on what prices they set. Uh, especially Nintendo, they very rarely have sales in their first-party content or first-party games. Whereas you may sometimes find in Black, Se Black Friday sales or Prime Day that you can get games a bit cheaper. Like, for example, I managed to get uh, Yoshi's Crafted World for half the price it normally is on Amazon on Prime Day. Just because it was one of the deals they had up. So I used all my birthday money to get Yoshi's Crafted World. Um, whereas online, I think you do sometimes get a bit of discount, but not always as much as you would find on a digital or like an online site um, for a physical version. Uh, if a physical, if a digital storefront does shut down, you can potentially not be able to access any of your games you purchased. Um, like this happened with the Wii eShop. Um, it was down for a couple of months. I don't know. They haven't really explained what they're doing with it. But it was down and you couldn't um, access it. You couldn't download anything you already brought. You, can't, you couldn't buy anything new. Um, so yeah, that access can be completely removed to titles that you have owned. So say you got an old system and you had to delete some games off. And you wanted to play that game and you tried to get on the, the uh, online storefront and it's closed down. Um, you potentially could not be able to access the games you bought or in your back catalogue. Um, which is a, quite a scary thing, especially if you do get like like expansion passes and stuff like that. You can spend quite a bit of money on some of these games and then find you might not be able to access them. Ubisoft did face some backlash because uh, I think some of the Assassin's Creed games on Steam were going to be losing their online access and... The way that Steam worded it made it seem like the games wouldn't be accessible after a certain date. Um, so a lot of people did get quite a bit of backlash on that. Um, where it is confirmed that the online features wouldn't be accessible after that date. And the game gamers could still access it. But that is still a possibility that could happen going forward with digital games. Um, and obviously the biggest negative of digital... Um, especially for Switch, because installing games on Xbox and PlayStation does use up hard drive space. But yeah, digital games take up space in your hard drive. Um, Nintendo are quite good, where they do try and work it so their file sizes aren't too massive. Um, they have been quite good with that, so I think it's quite common to find some games about 6 or 7 gigabytes. Because um, they do pretty much focus just on what is required and like they do sometimes make the files more region specific so uh, they'd only have the languages required for that region in the game um which is quite good 
Um, whereas you do find sometimes, especially with the Series X and S and the PlayStation 5, you are finding that some file sizes are ballooning up. Like you can sometimes find games with like 100 gigabyte plus memory requirement. Um, and that can really take up a massive chunk of your hard drive. Because uh, the certain amount of your hard drive is reserved for system functions and like the interface and operating system. So you don't always have the full amount that you expect on the hard drive because not all of it is accessible for um, for game data. So, um, yeah, a big thing to consider about physical uh, digital games is you will have to ensure you've got space on your hard drive for it. And that can involve having to down, uh, remove stuff from your hard drive, re-download it at times. And also looking at, um, yeah, looking at um, getting external hard drives, which can be costly, especially if you're looking at the Xbox Series S and X, which are now SSD hard drives. And if you want to get the best performance from the games, you have to then make sure that you have the um, external SSD hard drives to be able to save those versions of the games. So I'm having to, at the moment, with my Xbox, put my Xbox One and 360 stuff onto the external hard drive and try to keep my Series X stuff on the internal memory. Um, and it's tricky. Some of these game files are quite large, so it isn't ideal, um, unfortunately. And it is quite surprising how quickly your memory can fill up, especially if you get a couple of big games on there. Um, you do find that your memory has has been used up, um, which is a shame with um, the digital digital world, really. And even, that is a consideration of physical as well, though, especially where you are having to install um, games onto the Series X and S and work with the Xbox systems and the PlayStation systems, because that does use up space in your hard drive to save the data you've installed, um, which is a frustrating thing. Um, but yeah, like I say, there is a bit of a minefield of positives and negatives for both physical and digital there. Um, I'm old school, I will always prefer a digital, um, no, I will always prefer a physical, um, physical life, really. Um, like I said, I think the main thing is purely because you think it feels like you've got more free money with a physical thing, you get the box, get a disc or cartridge, um, and he's having something to show for your money that things to show people what you bought something to display um yeah so i am pretty old school but i do kind of see some of the positives of digital um but it is concerning with the whole games being made unavailable after a certain amount of time due to licenses expiring and the company maybe not wanting to spend the money to renew the licenses um because it is a way for like music acts or car manufacturers and all stuff like that, or actors as well, just to make more money, just for the renewal of the contract. Um, 
So Metal Gear Solid hasn't been on digital storefronts for a couple of months, probably a few months now, purely because they're having to renegotiate some contracts and some, um, yeah, some things have expired and they've tried to renew them. Um, Apparently Konami have said they will be coming back to digital storefronts and they're working to return them. As well, they have to make any changes. Prime example is Sonic Origins. Um, with Sonic 3 and Knuckles, there's always been a long-standing issue about why it hasn't been remade. And why it hasn't been re-released a lot of times. It does come down to the fact that uh, Sega had issues with Sony Music. Um, because it is widely believed that Michael Jackson was involved with the music on Sonic 3. So there's actually three levels in Sonic Origins that has the original prototype music rather than the music that was in the original games because they couldn't uh, get the rights for it and they literally had to kind of remaster the prototype music and use that instead. Um, so you're not getting that tr- traditional um, that traditional music, really, because they couldn't couldn't use it, which is a shame, but it is unfortunately a world of business that we live in, so a lot of places will do timed exclusivity or timed contracts, so it then comes down to the publishers and developers to decide whether to renew it or... Stop selling the game digitally, which is something that is concerning because it does put a shelf life on some games, and I think it is particularly racing games that has this issue. Because a lot of games, a lot of racing games now are using licensed music, they are using licensed car brands, um, and all that can have an expiry date or kind of an end date for the agreement. So, unless it gets renewed or. Um, or kind of, yeah, unless it gets renewed, they have to either remove the game for sale or renegotiate it. Um, but I think a lot of the time, a lot of the deals do mean that if you have already bought the game, you can access it, but you just cannot buy it new again. Um, whereas physical, you can go out, buy a copy... Uh, if they do get taken off digital, that does mean the physical copies will go up in value as well. Um, purely because that's the only way you can access the game now. So, so yeah, it does mean that it can be get pricier to get physical games if the digital versions aren't available anymore. But yeah, I'm really interested to see what your guys' thoughts are on this subject. Like, are you all for the digital future or... Do you, like me, long for the old days of physical media where it is kind of was nice and simple? Um, I know no way is perfect. They all do have their limitations. But, um, yeah, I would like to see physical staying around a little bit longer. Um, I would be pretty sad to see it go. But anyway, that's enough for my conversation piece. I will... Just go through what I've been playing the last couple of weeks. So yeah, been playing quite a bit of Sonic Origins. If you've been checking out my channel, I have got that there. Um, I've done Sonic 1, Sonic 2, through Sonic 3, and then Sonic Sonic and Knuckles in the last video I posted. So very much stuck into that. 
obviously checking in Animal Crossing, uh, Tetris Connect, Tetris Effect Connected on the Xbox. Um, have also done a bit of Forza Horizon 5, done a bit of uh, Animal Crossing, obviously checking in on that. Um, Tetris 99 on the Switch as well. I have just picked up also uh, Fire Fire Emblem the Warriors Free Hope, so I will hopefully be getting stuck in that stuck into that probably on the channel. And I did play some of the demo on the channel, but when he gets stuck into the game properly. Um and Yoshi's Crafted World as well. Um I played the demo, I think I put the gameplay of that on the channel quite quite a while ago because it has been out for a little while now, but I have got that game now so we'll get stuck into that at some point as well which would be pretty cool um very late to the party with that but it's a game i am going to dive into as always don't forget to check out the um game junkies podcast next weekend and um, they got some cool stuff lined up there's quite a few nice little pride bits um they got some interesting topics i think coming up and also dungeons and junk uh, yeah, Dungeons and Junkies, the Dungeons and Dragons uh, podcast as well. Loads of great uh, series and stories going on there. Um, and my next episode should be coming up at some point in the future because I have done another episode with them. Um, but yes, don't forget to check out their stuff because Matt, Alex and Kerry are always a bit of a laugh and they have got some great conversation pieces. Um as always, you can find me on Twitter at ChrisLewis37 and YouTube is youtube.com forward slash ChrisReactor1. Uh, if you find me on Twitter, you'll find all my videos because I do share them onto Twitter once they've posted and published. So, yeah, don't forget to log on to Twitter, follow me there. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening if you still are. Until next time, see you soon. Bye. This podcast is a Mass Attack production for Visionaries Global Media.